This is the Get a Game Plan podcast hosted by the Louisiana Governor's Office of Homeland Security and Emergency Preparedness, our GoSouth. I'm Mike Steele, the Communications Director for GoSouth. Thank you for joining us. The 2020 Atlantic hurricane season is here and we are off to a record-breaking start. Tropical Storm Cristobal is the third fastest named storm on record and it's expected to hit Louisiana around the time this podcast becomes available to the public. The 2020 hurricane season is projected to be above average for activity and considering the fact that two storms formed before the season officially started, those projections may be proven accurate. But as we often say, it only takes one dangerous storm to drastically change our outlook on the season. Before we get started with our interviews, we like to start each episode with an emergency preparedness tip. The start of hurricane season is always a great time to get an insurance checkup. Our federal partners recommend calling your insurance company or agent and ask for a policy review to make sure you have enough homeowner's insurance to repair or even replace your home. Don't forget about coverage for your car or boat. Remember, standard homeowner's insurance doesn't cover flooding. Whether you're a homeowner or renter, you'll need a separate policy for it, and it's available through your company, agent, or the National Flood Insurance Program at floodsmart.gov. Act now as flood insurance requires a 30-day waiting period. That's today's preparedness tip. Moving on to our interview, Chris Bannon is the lead forecaster with the National Weather Service New Orleans Baton Rouge office. He grew up in Laplace and Baton Rouge, and his interest in meteorology goes back to his childhood. Chris is one of the weather experts closely tracking Tropical Storm Cristobal. He joins us now by phone. Chris, thanks for joining us. Thank you. I appreciate being here. Obviously, uh, Cristobal is on everyone's mind at the time of this recording, but we've seen a lot of activity as the season this year. Is there any way of determining if this is a sign of things to come? No, it's not. There's no correlation right now with early season activity and the overall season activity. I mean, yes, it is a little unusual to have already our third main system at the very beginning of June, but uh, history hasn't shown that there really is any correlation. So we'll just have to see how things go, even though a lot of the hurricane outlooks expect a pretty uh, active year. When we see these early storms, like traditionally, uh, that August-September time frame is kind of our, our most active window. But when we see these early storms, are there characteristics that are kind of common uh, for this time of year? Usually a lot of these uh, earlier storms are they develop kind of off these weak boundaries. They usually drift into the Gulf of Mexico or kind of a, like right now with uh, Cristobal, it uh, comes off of what we call this uh, Central American gyre. It's kind of more of like a monsoonal circulation over Central America. And they can usually spawn a few systems they have over the last few years. So they're usually, you know, more homebred, uh, developed pretty close, don't have a lot of time to really watch them, and generally not usually of the strongest variety as well. Do they do the tendency of hitting uh, any portion of the Gulf Coast more or any portion of the country more often than others? Majority of the time, they're usually in the Gulf of Mexico. It has no longer unusual to have two systems already on that kind of Atlantic, uh, the east off the eastern seaboard right there. But uh, 
majority of the time, these early systems are kind of in the Gulf of Mexico region. Okay. And so 20, uh, 2020 is forecast uh, to be quite a busy season, as you mentioned. Uh, what are some of the factors that go into that projection process? One of the biggest factors they look at is kind of the global circulation, um, as well as what we call the El Nino and La Nina circulation, or ENSO. And as it's expected to go into kind of a neutral to a La Nina, we look to be kind of active, like usually kind of active in the Atlantic Basin. And we're kind of going into a little La Nina along with uh, very warm temperatures over the Atlantic. So there's a lot of little features that, that the you know, researchers look at that suggest that it could be an active season. I know that water temperature tends to play a, a, a big part in kind of fueling some of these storms. Uh, the fact that our current threat has kind of been sitting in the southern portion of the Gulf of Mexico, is that with the, uh, the water temperature issue or, or is it still pretty much the same? I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty much the same. The water in the Gulf is very warm right now, but um, it is a little bit above normal. But uh, main, it's really kind of warm all across the Atlantic right now. Gotcha. And any new resources coming out from the National Weather Service office that people need to be uh, kind of aware of? I mean, some of the newer stuff that's coming out from the National Hurricane Center and National Weather Service offices is uh, really a lot to do with storm surge. Uh, the last few years, there's been a lot of uh, upgrades and uh, information with re relating to storm surge mapping in the Hurricane Center will show as long as there's a storm that looks like it's going to make landfall. So we've got watches of warnings out. They'll start putting out uh, usually sto storm surge inundation graphics. And that is on the Hurricane Weather's, uh, Hurricane Center's website. And then uh, for people as they really kind of want to learn a little bit more is the wind speed probability grids, as we call them. Uh, there's a graphic that kind of shows the probability of seeing sustained winds of the tropical storm strength. Um, sustained winds up to 50 miles an hour or 50 knots, which would be about 58 miles an hour, and then sustained winds up to uh, hurricane force. And those three separate graphics can kind of give people an idea of what their probability of seeing those sustained wind speeds. That's interesting. And and so as we uh, take a look at the season this year, is there any uh, message that, that your office maybe wants to get out to the public? I know we've been working through a lot of COVID-19 type issues. Uh, you know, we'll have to take a look at our shelter plans, you know, with any any threat that we face. But any message from the National Weather Service this year that's maybe unique to uh, to this season? Now, the main message that we always get across, try to get across is it only takes one storm system. We could have 15 to 20 storms in the Atlantic Basin in one year, or we could have five. It only takes one storm to really kind of ruin everything. If you look back to 1992, it was actually a relatively quiet year. Well, 1992, we also had Hurricane Andrew, and mm. that storm didn't even develop until August. Though then you have 1995, which was very active, but most of the storms stayed in the Atlantic. And then, of course, you have 2005, which had, was a very active year and had a lot of landfalling systems. But again, the big issue is it just takes one storm, so we kind of want to make sure that people are just paying attention to the tropics all, all season long. Make sure they have uh, that they, they know where to get their trustworthy information sources, the National Hurricane Center, your local National Weather Service offices, or your trusted local media sources. And make sure you get your information from your reliable sources. Yeah, we can't repeat that enough. You know, especially when people are afraid, and and uh, you know, it's it's something that we need to think about and 
and make sure we're not adding to the problem by sharing some some bad information. Uh, you know, one of the other mentioned it, going back to the you know the the storms themselves, like with this tropical system. Uh, even though it's a tropical storm that we're facing, you know, this weekend at the time of our recording, uh, we've passed for sometimes even a smaller scale event has caused big problems. Do you see any particular uh, problems with this event as far as lingering around or do you think it'll be uh, kind of a storm that kind of moves out of the way quickly? No, this storm actually looks like it's going to be moving. It's moving kind of slow right now, but as it moves a little further north, it is expected to kind of start to slowly increase in speed. Um, as of right now, there hasn't been any indications that we're expecting it to slow down around the coast or even stall. And obviously, if that was to happen, then the rainfall potential really starts to increase. But uh, right now, everything suggests that it should start, once it gets close to the coast, it should start to move north pretty fast. All right. Well, we appreciate you taking time out with us today. We appreciate the, uh, the work that you guys do and, and the information you provide. And uh, thank you for joining us for our podcast. All right. Thank you for having me, and I thank you for everything you all do. Have a great day. We'll now move to the emergency resource segment for this episode. Be ready for hurricane season. Check out the National Weather Service's Hurricane Preparedness 2020 page. There you can determine your personal hurricane risk and find out if you live in a hurricane evacuation zone. You can also make a list of items to replenish for hurricane emergency supplies. Always think about an emergency communications plan for loved ones and coworkers. Keep in mind, you may need to adjust any preparedness actions based on the latest health and safety guidelines from the CDC and your local officials. This website is weather.gov backslash WRN backslash hurricane dash preparedness. That's weather.gov backslash hurricane dash preparedness. Thank you for joining us for our Get a Game Plan podcast. Please encourage others to share this resource and subscribe. We want to thank Chris Bannon with the National Weather Service for joining us on this episode. Don't forget to check out the resources we mentioned today. You can find more information on emergency management and emergency planning at getagameplan.org. We also want to thank Troy Perez and the Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency, or LOPA, for use of their studio. Sign up to be an organ donor today. Find out more at donatelifela.org. They have a great podcast also called the Gifted Life Podcast. You can find out more on most of the topics we talked about today by following GoSEP on Facebook and Twitter. Remember, get a game plan. On behalf of the staff at GoSEP, thanks for joining us. We'll have a new episode available next month. This podcast is produced in partnership with LOPA and the Gifted Life Podcast. Find out more about organ, eye, and tissue donation by listening to the Gifted Life Podcast at thegiftedlife.org or download it from your favorite podcast app.